Welcome back to another episode of Dating Tales and Mating Fails with your host, Trace. And your co-host, Aria. And today, we have a special guest. We have Gaetano of Scum Comedy. Gaetano, tell us, tell us about yourself, man. Hello, everyone. Um, well, I want to start off with a disclosure. I want to say that the opinions expressed today are my opinions today. But I also reserve the right to change my opinion tomorrow when I see fit. So I feel like that's something that society is going to take on eventually, but it's not here today yet. Like in 15 years, if I said something today that I don't agree with, I shouldn't be held to it. You know? Yeah. If I still had that belief in 15 years, you could hold it against me because I still keep it. Like, I don't think any of my opinions are that radical. But uh, if you're a racist one day and then you change your mind, that's just growth and we should, we should be uh, celebrating that versus uh, condemning someone for not believing this, you know? No, I'm 100%, man. So that's my disclosure. What I say today happens to be truthful and I'm going to speak honestly, which is scary, but, uh, you know, I reserve the right to change my mind. Exactly. And that's why we give you some tequila beforehand, know. you know, gets rid of that, like, edge. Like. Yes. We try to just get you as fucked up as possible. Uh-huh. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so got, Rita, what are some fun facts about you? Fun facts. Um, well, I uh, I came on this podcast because I listened to Ryan Panucci do it last week, and he's hosting a dating single speed dating uh, this Wednesday at Propaganda Shot Shots at Love. Yeah, yeah, and um, a little disappointed they didn't pick me to host it because I'm currently in more relationships than he's ever been in, <laughs> uh, and that's not a cheating or flandering kind of a statement. It's because I'm trying to explore polyamory, and I was like, I don't project it or like I I treat my dating life like uh, Project Mayhem. Like you either nobody you're. Or, Fight Club. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, you don't, don't talk about it. You don't know who's involved until you know who's involved. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That's how, I mean, man, like, that's one of my favorite things about this is you really see how it's not so cookie cutter anymore. You know what I'm saying? It used to be there was a courtship process. You ask the girl to go to the dance or whatever. You work your way through. But, like, now it's so fluidous you know what I'm saying it's just like ebbs and flows of life and whatever you're into is what you're into and what you can just grow with people and find the ones that are like it Mm -hmm. it's beautiful man that you're in that like seriously we're lucky that we're not in this dating pool of the 20 person town where there's like your family members or the you know like the town goat yeah exactly Like, we have the internet, you guys do, uh, we're, I'm sure we're going to touch on it, of the, like, the dating sites and all yes. those fun things. Like, we have, we could talk to people around the world at any given time and have a relationship. Because mm-hmm. it's not just, it's, a, uh, intimacy is so much more than physical. Uh, you know, like, and that's something I really push for in my life, uh, yeah. in general. It's uh, not always just sex, sex, sex. I'm looking for intimacy and connection and partnership more than just the fucking around, you know? I'm with you. Yeah, that's the good stuff. How old are you, if you don't mind me? Yeah, I'll be 32 in two weeks, three weeks. 32? 32, yeah. Have you always had this mindset, or...? I've always had the mindset, I think. Maybe after my first real relationship, uh, I kind of developed it. Um, But I never really got to explore it until recently, uh, like a year. Yeah. I started seeing someone that was in that lifestyle, 
and it gave me the freedom to explore to myself and understand what it is. And I'm still learning about it. Like I'm not the expert on this by any means. I'm still making my mistakes and seeing how it works. But uh, I really like I've always thought, you know, uh, there's no reason to stop someone or the partner you're with from going to explore another person. You know, it gives them the um, like the fantasy that that other person was going to be so much better than you. Go find out why that guy at Starbucks that smiles at you every day is a piece of shit, and you're better off with me, or they're better yes. for you. And go be with them because you, you that it's always going to happen. It's it's uh, it's the the old uh, what is it? You have to let the bird free, and if it comes back, it's, yes. it's like that's how you have it's to do true. it in life, you know. Yeah. I think too many of us get caught up in that mindset of like, oh, I need to find the one. Like, mm-hmm. I've been going through that for so long where it was just like, I need somebody, I need somebody, I need to find my person and they can't have anybody other than me, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you get past that is when you're like, oh, this yeah. is actually a lot better just being able to kind of live my life and whatever comes to me is going to come to me, be it a polyamorous relationship, a monogamous relationship, or anything in between. Mm-hmm. That's what makes this so beautiful. Yeah, every, something I've, I'm sure I'm not the first person to say it, but everyone can be something for every for someone, but no one can be everything for someone. I, I, I've said it better before. It's something I'm working out, but you get the sentiment. Yeah. Like, everyone has a place in your life, it, and you get to decide what level that's going to be. No matter what you do, they could be an enemy, they could be your best friend. You have to decide where they rank in that, that thought process, you know? No, 100% on that. Yeah. So. so how many years have you been dating, and then how long have you been poly? Well, and uh, dating, I, I started dating in like 17, 16 high school. You know, I had the first girlfriend. She went out to college. She uh, <laughs> met someone else in college, <laughs> and then that broke my heart kind of thing, you know? So, and I tried that monogamous. Like, that was the kind of situation where it started to form where she went and met someone else and I couldn't do anything about it, nor should I. You know, there's nothing you can ever do to stop someone and you shouldn't want to because I don't have that, like I'm not worried about the other people that I'm involved with, what they're doing right now. When you're in a monogamous relationship, it gives you the anxiety like, are they cheating, are they, are, you know, there's no cheating, there's no problem, you know? Yeah. So. Well, no. You know, the thing that like, I think a lot of people don't realize about a polyamorous relationship, and I think we've brought this on before, is a lot of times it's actually a stronger bond than a monogamous because you are 100%, if it's truly done right, you're 100% telling them everything. Mm-hmm. You're letting them know how you feel through and through because that's the only way it'll work. When you start holding back information is when it starts to crumble. Exactly. And you don't have to always be like in their face. You don't like, there's a kind of, there's some, some healthy respect of like, I know if you're going to feel bad that I'm doing something with someone else, I'm not going to go out of my way to be like, Hey, we're going on this romantic date that you're not going on. Yeah. (laughs) You know, exactly. Feelings you got to protect. But if asked or, you know, you, you're always keeping tabs or concerned about their their emotions and how they're going to feel about certain things. Like I went out the other day with three different people, whether or not any level of their relationships, because people know who they are. So I'm keeping it kind of yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, anonymous. But um, whatever my relationship with any of them was, there are other people in my life that may, when they hear this or have seen the pictures, are like, why was I invited or whatever, you know, like. I'm concerned about their feelings, but they also have to accept that I have a life outside of them. So that's the relationship. If I had a girlfriend 
a monogamous single one person. I didn't take her out to go see a play, mm-hmm. and I went with three other people. That would be hell. Yeah, I don't. You know, that's that's what I'm avoiding. <laughs> no, a hundred a hundred percent on that. And how is it that you get to like meet these people? You know, because I feel like it's a very special kind of person that's okay with this. Yeah, it's that's something I'm still developing. Uh, like I've been talking to many people. And uh, I set a rule to myself that I'm not going to be physically intimate with someone until I've had a conversation about what I do with my life. But before I get to that point with them, I don't really bring it up because I want to get to know them. They need to get to know me. And I, I don't want to scare off a potential person that may be accepting of it, but doesn't like when it, that's one reason they could just uh, dismiss me. So I, we're just going out for drinks or dinner or whatever, getting to know each other. You don't really need to know what I'm doing in the bedroom until you're invited. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. That's what I say about my sexuality, which I know we're going to bring up, obviously, and I, it's kind of obvious, I think, but um, like, it's none of your fucking business until you're invited what I do with my genitals, you know? No, and that's a very, I think, mature way to see it because especially from a male point of view in this day and age, I think too many guys come from, because like I've been succumbed to that for a while where it was like, the, oh, I need to, you know, just get out there any way, shape or form that I can. And so you start devaluing yourself in a way just so then you're going, oh, what do you want? What do you need? And you're removing that as an option. Mm-hmm. Like that's awesome, Gaetano. Like that's that's great. Yeah, I'm really proud of it. It's in it's working. Like it, I feel better. That's that's really why I'm like I do things. I try new things. Like if if you keep doing what everyone else is doing, you're only going to get as far as everyone else has got. Yeah. So you got to take take chances, make mistakes, get messy, miss result. <laughs> I like that, miss result. <laughs> yeah. I dig that. So, you, if you had to guess, how many first dates would you say you've been on? Yeah, my numbers are skewed. I don't really, I stop counting. and I, I go on a lot of first dates that may not have been dates when they started, but they ended as dates. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't have, uh, I've never, even before this decision, uh, was like um, the, the going out with a lot of people kind of guy. I, I was a little awkward, still am. Uh, I didn't ask people out, but I do like uh, random cool shit that turn in, turns into a date. Like, hey, let's go to a museum with ten people, and then I just happen to connect with one person or two people <laughs> or three. <Yeah>. People. <laughs> um, that I was always the planner, the producer of that kind of a thing, and that's why I've been taken into this role uh, so well. Like in high school, I planned museum trips outside of school with my friends. Then group of random fucking people. You know? Yeah, that's, uh, it's awesome that you say that's actually how me and Aria met. Oh, is she yeah. hosted a meetup group. And yeah. uh, that's like, she's been putting together just amazing, I mean, she could say more about it. Yeah, I put together um, a meetup event. We host board game nights every week uh, and then Trace started coming um, and then that's how we became friends. We had the same friend group or in the same circles and then um, I introduced him to stand up uh, and said, hey, let's do a podcast together and here we are. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it is. There's no pressure. It's not like we're going on a date and now we have to sit there awkwardly and yeah. it's like there's expectations. 
It doesn't let things happen naturally. Everyone's on their best behavior. Exactly. And that's something that I've learned. It's like, if I don't plan on continuing a behavior, I won't do it. Mm-hmm. The first date, you do everything right, and you're at, going out of your way to impress the person. But then when you get into a relationship, if you don't keep that standard up that you've established, and it's not the other person's fault that they expect the behavior that you've produced. You can only be judged on your past. And if I do something every day and then one day get tired of doing it because it's something I'm not comfortable doing and I did it just to lure you in, that's not their fault to be upset. No. It's it's my fault for misrepresenting what I feel comfortable doing. Yeah. So I've developed that even before I started this lifestyle, even in my monogamous relationships. I realized that like I don't need to do the things that society tells you to do to lure in a mate you no, yeah I, I, I love that you know and it's uh it, how do i put this your your mindset is something that i've been kind of slowly following falling into man where like i'm not asking people out on dates anymore it's just i go up to somebody and you know i'm a straight man but i'll go up to a woman a man if i just want if i find you interesting mm-hmm. and i want to get to know you like i'm just starting to go let's hang out sometime let's do something because if you do it without any set expectation, that's where you're going to be able to figure out truly what can we bring to each other's lives. And it might be a relationship, it might be a friendship, it might be enemies, who the fuck knows? Exactly. Like, but it can still just foster growth in you and you know some form of intimacy, be it you know physical, emotional, anything. Mm-hmm. And so I... I I'm just happy that you're here saying these things. <laughs> I'm happy to be here doing it too. It's a tribal thing that we've lost as a people. Like this is a new way of life that we've never experienced as a as a species. Mm-hmm. We've always had a tribe that people had to live together. Uh, the do you guys know what like the first sign of civilization was, or uh, this is someone's opinion of it? Alcohol. It was a repaired femur bone, and that's what one person anthropologist decided as their explanation for the first side of civilization because if you broke your leg in the wild as an animal or anything uh, you died because you couldn't hunt so that was proof that there was a species that took care of their fellow person to keep them till they healed enough to be able to survive on their own that's so fascinating right yeah. like that's <laughs> i mean it makes sense yeah so that's what we've lost in society, I think, right no, now. It, the way, I think I've said this before on the podcast, but it's like if you went to like Aristotle and you explained to him how people mate nowadays, like the whole courtship process, he'd be like, that's fucking insane. It's like, okay, what are you going to do? You're going to go to this dark building that has alcohol. He's like, okay, it's weird that it's dark. Well, no, it's okay. We're going to pump up the music and make it ultra loud so you can't hear each other. Yeah. You know? How do you get to know someone when you can't talk? <laughs> it's like, it just seems like it's just going to be a bunch of aggressive people that are going to be mating. It's like, that's kind of what happened. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, because what it used to be is like you would go team activities. You know, like what you were saying, where you guys would go to a museum and you'd meet each other. and Then you'd have a connected interest that you have over time. But this whole going to the bars, the dating apps and everything in between, it's not indicative of healthy relationships. Yeah, or it's it's not conducive to healthy relationships. I think that's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the like, better term. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah. The, I don't go to live music venues most of the time because it's too loud to have a conversation while you're eating. I love music while I'm eating, but it's a background. It's not my goal. And that 
the perfect case in point, going to a nightclub. I, my first dates, like I, one of my longest relationships was 7-Eleven. I was in South Beach. I knew the game. I knew how, what dating in that kind of high energy, who you, who's who kind of life. So I took her to 7-Eleven. That was my date. <laughs> She's like, I knew she wanted to ask me out or my, another girl that I've dated uh, <laughs> introduced me to her saying, He's an amazing guy. I can't date him because I'm in a relationship, but you should get to know him. The girl thought that was, uh, you know, here, take my leftover sandwich. I don't want to eat it anymore. So she was insulted. But she's like, I wanted to get to know her, but I didn't want to have to play the fucking South Beach, go go to the hottest nightclub, yeah. go buy a bottle. And I was never that guy. Didn't know, and I didn't want to establish that as who I'm going to be in the relationship. Mm -hmm. So she worked next door. I'm like, hey, can I walk you to 7-Eleven while you go get a lunch? You know, go get yeah. your bottle of water. Let's take a little stroll. Got to know each other. Did that three or four times in a row. Then we went out to dinner. Then we went and did it. You know, I'm not, I didn't start at dinner. There's no, no reason to. No, you should always start with a, a, a date zero. You mm -hmm. know, something where it's like, okay, let's figure out what the hell this is. Because as I said, it, it could be anything. Yeah. And like get a coffee, get a quick drink, or do a FaceTime date. That's a date zero. Yeah, the other night I was chatting with someone while we were both watching a YouTube comedy special, uh, and we're, we're keeping our time together, like we're checking in on time, like, oh, I got to peek, uh, pause, and we were texting, we weren't even on the phone, because we were listening to it on our phones, it was a beautiful first date, completely virtual, laughing about the thing, learning about each other. That's it, great. Yeah, it was the first time I ever did that, and it just kind of happened. And I, we didn't even know it was really a date until it was over. I'm like, that was a beautiful first date, and she's like, oh yeah, me too, uh, cute. <laughs> but it just happened like that, you know. That's beautiful. That is, man. Yeah. Like seriously, damn Gaetano, <laughs> like deep motherfucker. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> How many relationships have you had? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, before the poly thing, how many even then. I don't, like, when does a dating become, like... Well, like, after I, you've had the talk of, are we official or not? Yeah, or not? I, I like three, four, in, what, 20 years, you know? Um, not 20 years, I was 12. Uh, yeah, call it 15 years. Um, I had, I've had, like, a one, two year, another two year, four year... That's really it. The rest of them uh, fell off. It just didn't work. You know, it's a shame. And I've pursued a lot of people, but I definitely haven't had the established official relationship that many times. But I've had a lot of intermittent uh, flings. <laughs> I gotcha. How did you meet these people that uh, you ended up dating long term? Yeah, school. One, yeah, two of them were from school. One of them was from my friend recommending me. Because she uh, couldn't, you know, she yeah. couldn't date me, so she pawned me off on this girl that well, yeah, yeah. You know, was available. And I ended up dating her again. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> kind of talking to her. She's one of my, uh, and it's, you don't rank people, but at this moment, she's still in my life. It's just we're not as close as we once were. I got gotcha. We're also still there, which is beautiful. Yeah. But now, I even texted her the other night how I'm like, I, you were the one I wanted to date, and she said the same thing back then, but because of the situation, we couldn't. But now it feels right, and I should have never dated the other one, but <laughs> never mind. I don't yeah, I mean, like, listen, it was put out there, you know, you have to see what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what we were saying, man. It's just like... 
life keeps on coming at you and it's just about how you go with those blows, you know? Mm -hmm. And if she's putting somebody into your life saying, like, what, what, who are you to say no? Exactly. You know? Explore and see how it fits. Yeah. What are your favorite ways to meet a mate? Um, In person. I don't do the dating apps. I've done them and it doesn't work for me and it's nothing against anyone that does it because if you do it successfully, I can't knock it. I can't. I'm an in-person, I'm a horrible writer, I, I can't spell for shit, like, the English language is disgusting to me, I'm a math-based mind, and yeah. when you tell me there's a rule of English, and then you go in the fucking dictionary that you guys created, and read the definition of rule, and then you're breaking it constantly, it's not a rule anymore. It's more <laughs> of a guideline. Yeah. <laughs> one plus one is two, done. End of story, flip them, go, yeah. So uh, I don't write well. I don't present myself well online or typing. I have to meet you and I have to feel your body language and your energy and play off of that. And that's the like random meetups and encounters here, there, you know, I make a joke while we're interacting at Publix. And then now we've got, I can't let me get your number, you know, but um, I like, I'm not the aggressor and that's a bad word but you know i don't pursue many people i'm kind of wait to see who's pursuing me yeah um, more than going out and i don't have the time i don't have the energy and it i it's not a fear of rejection but definitely it doesn't feel good to be rejected i'm not one of these guys that like hits on every girl at the bar thinks he's a, a fucking stud because he always goes home with someone you just hit on every you're playing numbers <laughs> exactly <game. Yeah>. and, <laughs> like, no I'm with you 100% man like it wasn't until recently that I realized my move is just hang out in the back of a bar and not do anything and then just a girl will either like give me a sign to come over or come up to me yeah and it's like I don't need to be the dude that's going up to everybody I don't need to be the dude that's going home with a girl every single night I just want to be the dude that's going out and ha- having a good time mm-hmm. I'm the happy one yeah <laughs> whether I'm with myself or with other people I I like to get to know people that are friends of friends and mo- like I need a vetting process you know like I that's why I tell people bring out your friends to XYZ mm-hmm. the meetups you're, it's like, oh, you bring your, first you bring yourself, then it's like, oh, I know a friend that would like this, bring them, and then we have a common interest, we have something we're doing together to not just be sitting there staring at Like, yeah. you, the first date, or any dates, without a history is just dead. It's boring, you know? No, exactly. It's like, I feel like a first date without anything in the background is just... Are we going to fuck? Like, that's really what it is. Like, it's not... You're not going to be able to develop, like, a deep emotional bond with somebody that you've never talked to, that you've never seen before. You've only texted. And, like, I I know that, like, oh, well, texting, you can still convey emotion Mm -hmm. and this and that, but... There's a huge disconnect there. I mean, even over the phone, there's the disconnect where... Mm -hmm. Because, like, the majority of human language is nonverbal. Yep. So, to have that, I don't remember where I was going. <laughs> and the, the pressure of having sex, that's yes. what I wanted to address, is like, I, this is a fun fact to me, I've probably kissed as many people as I've had sex with, or very close to the ratio. Like, if I'm comfortable enough to get to kiss you, I'm comfortable enough to have sex with you. Yeah. Like, I'm not, uh, the pressure to have sex on a first date or any date, it's not there for me. I'm, I, I have my drives as a human, but I'm like, I'm okay with the, like backing off and just getting to know someone first. Cause 
I'm satisfied. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot easier to act like this when you're comfortable and you're fulfilled in other, with other people in other ways to go and pursue someone and not be that thirsty, pathetic person that's like, okay, how drunk can I get you to trick you into having sex? In both ways, not just male to female, female to male too. Yeah. And it's not a, it's, yeah, got to be gender equal on that because it's true. Um, but that's, that's something I've always had, but even more so now with my lifestyle is I don't have that, uh, that, that aggression. Uh, that's what I want to get. I want to get to know you. That's it. Yeah. Like the way I've looked at it is, I mean, I, I've had sex with enough people. Like mm-hmm. I would adding one more to the list. Isn't going to be a huge change. Yep. So it's like, let's just be real about this. I can, I know how to work my dick like, yeah. pretty well. Yeah, myself. exactly. <laughs> and, and overall, I'm in my top ten of people I've had sex with. <laughs> <You know me>? <laughs> <laughs> I might steal that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Man. What dating apps did you use when you were on them? Uh, used, I've used them all. I like plenty of fish, Bumble, uh, Hinge, Tinder, all of them. And I've gotten dates out of them, but I've never gotten anything that I've continued. Like, you guys do the worst date stories. This isn't my worst, but it's definitely meant worth mentioning. The girl looked nothing like her picture, and I'm a very uh, telling with my face kind of a person. You could see my emotion. <laughs> pulled in her driveway, saw her, she saw me see her, and the sadness she expressed when she saw my disappointment or my acknowledgement that she wasn't the person that she was presenting herself to yeah. me. But I'm a gentleman and I'm a, I should have not even did this, but I continued the date. Yes. I picked her up, we went out for pizza and we went walked around Atlantic Avenue and got to know each other and I was just humoring her because I I felt bad. I don't I, I honestly in this point in time I wouldn't continue a date like that because my time's too valuable. I'm with you. But I was young. Then I take her to an art gallery on Atlantic Avenue, and she goes, there's a pot, like a, a pottery, clay pot that was beautiful. She goes, oh my God, that's beautiful, and runs her hand down it, because it was textured, and, and I'm like, and I freaked out, and yeah. I ended the date right there, because yeah. I'm not buying a $3,000 pot that you dropped, in yeah. that you don't touch the fucking art, ever. Like that—that that was the date killer right there. I don't care anything about anything else. I love how it's like you can present yourself to be completely yeah. a different person. Just don't touch the fucking art. Yeah, absolutely. That—that <laughs> that was what killed the date. Not that she lied about it. Yeah, misrepresented herself. And yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. But like, I—I I mean, like. I feel like that story a lot of people connect with because as a guy, I mean, I think you were probably like what 24, 25. Yeah, at the time. exactly. It was in my early years. Yeah, we because I've had the same exact thing where you're like, well, what do I do? I don't want to be a dick. When really, they lied. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like somebody goes into you with a business transaction, being like, "Oh, we're going to pay you a hundred dollars." At the end of the day, they go, "Well, it's really ten today over the next ten days." Like, yeah. Fuck you, dude. Like, I'm not going to continue to work here. Or the guys that have on their dating profiles, because I, I again, guys brag about that shit, and that's their their validation. But they're like, "Oh yeah, I get dates all the time," and then I'm like, "Well, show me your profile," and then it's like, "I got a yacht." <laughs> yeah. Like, Let's go out on my boat. I'm like, "But you don't have a boat." It's the same misrepresentation that they're doing to other people. Exactly. And women should not continue. Like, 
I, that's my problem, I think, with the dating thing, with the dating apps, is I'm too like upfront and honest about what I am. So I don't, I'm not as attractive as the other potential partners. So I get weeded out or I get like left behind. And yeah. I don't have the energy and the time to put into well, impressing someone. <laughs> I think it's like really that it's all about face in South Florida. Mm. It's about just like how you present yourself. And especially in this area, there's so much fake face. Yeah. Like there's too many people that are just coming off as like so much bigger than they are. Then you realize that they're like hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. Nickel millionaires. I like mm-hmm. that. Nickel millionaires. That's exactly it. And it's just like, how long can I put up this facade before yeah. I have to go broke? Like, and just getting past that. But it's also, it's, it's tainted the market as a whole because mm-hmm. now every guy has to, if you want to be perceived as the true value of what you are, you have to then go like 10 steps up because that's what the market has built itself to inflation. be. Inflation. Yeah, exactly. It's dating, dating inflation. Inflation's hitting every <laughs> You know, I, I have a yacht. Well, really, it's a robot. <laughs> yep. Kayaks. And you could just say you have a kayak. Yeah. Right? It's a two-person kayak. We should go kayaking. Or I'll take you out on my boat, and then you get there, and it's a kayak. And, then, <laughs> and then you still go on the date because you feel obligated, and you, you're you there. You're all the way there. Yeah. And it, you, it's it's trickery. It's salesmanship, but it's, it's not... Shitty I, salesmanship. Yeah, it's but, not what I would do with my life, but no. that's why I'm not succeeding. Also, it's give and take. Well, you know, it sounds like you are succeeding extremely oh. well. Like, Tana, like you're telling us you have like multiple relationships. You know, you're killing it. And this, like, it sounds like you're doing very well. Like, very, thank you. Yes, true. I'm not succeeding in the uh, uh, typical sense of what, like, uh, as far as the dating. Is. Yeah, I, mean, I, I appreciate the compliment. No problem. No problem. Um, I did want to mention this actually. So one of the first questions is, "Are you what's your sexuality?" Mm-hmm. And I know we, I didn't want to lose that because I have a funny story. Yeah, so, yeah. You know Druilla, and I asked him for permission to use his name. Yeah. Because when I got into the comedy scene, he's one of the people that, and I know how I present myself. I feel like I'm very uh, equally, or not equal, but I definitely cater to my feminine side as a man more than accepting than society should or the stereotype, right? So he said to me, uh, and I can't say it exactly, but I think you get the sentiment. He's like, person, are you gay? (laughs) Because I can't use that word. I know, Uh, I know. uh, I've seen Drew enough to know like exactly what just happened. uh Uh, Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I... He's like, you got style. Um, I'm like, no, dude. He's like, you're not even bi. All right. No, no, I, I'm not. I'm not saying I wouldn't. I like, I'm, I love people. And it, that's, I wanted to put this out there for you guys is like the homosexuality. Like I can tell you honestly that I love certain men in my life. Truly love. Yeah. And uh, I can tell you I hate people that I've had sex with and will continue to have sex with them, and I loathe them to their core, but I will still have sex with them. <laughs> Thank you. Hate sex exists, Saria. I told you. Uh, and it's very fun. Uh, it's the best. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't even imagine doing that. It's all I, I hate. Like, oh, what? God, it's so good. I don't good. understand this. <laughs> it's just like you're trying to just, like, hurt each other. Sexually, it's amazing. It's just it's yeah. <laughs> you gotta try it. Like it's worth it. Like next time, just go. 
What do you see, Tim, today? Just start some shit and then fuck him. (laughs) 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 Guarantee he'll be like, holy shit, I'm going to do this more. Yeah. Yeah. Any other bad date stories? Other bad date stories. So, my four-year relationship, the girl was recommended to me by another friend. And this is something I use as a litmus test of dating. You know when you're at a restaurant and the girl comes over with the roses and extorts you into buying a $10 rose on a date so you don't look like a cheap fuck? If the girl gets upset that I don't buy the rose, I don't continue the date because you're you're forcing, you're helping this person extort me. Yeah. And you're gonna hold it against me that I didn't make a foolish business decision to make you feel special. I will, I send flowers to people a lot and I enjoy it, it means something to me when I want to because I do. Not because I'm feeling pressured into doing it by the person that is, and again, salesmanship, I'm not knocking their hustle. The person selling the rose is doing what they gotta do to make their money. But I'm not going to be one of their marks. Exactly, and that's you're 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 right on that. It, it it's just a slimy business decision that they're going into. You know, you're putting somebody into a bad place, a bad time, and it's like, oh, well, you know, you're going to do it, or you're not going to get laid if you don't yeah. give me ten dollars. Like, <laughs> that's really what they're saying is you're not going to get any pussy unless you give me ten dollars. What a yeah, bitch! Those people, and I'm with a guy. I'm like, do not buy me a ten dollar. And if I or if I wanted to, still, I will. Like, there's times where on the side of the road, driving home, the people selling flowers, I'll buy them on my way to see someone. Love yeah. that. They're like, you know, that's the difference in the two uh, situations. I love buying random gifts for people. Yeah. Like, you know, I have these rings and I wear more of them usually because I give them away to people to remember me. You know, That's like awesome, I, I buy two, I give one to someone, I hold the other one. Each one means something for someone. Not always people I'm in an intimate relationship, but I'm definitely, or, you know, it doesn't matter who they are. I like to keep that connection. I so you. I love giving things to people. It's not that. It's, it's a litmus test and that's one of my bad dates. So the girl, I took her to 7-Eleven like four or five times so walking we went to a restaurant, they came over with the roses, I did my thing, she bought me a rose. Aww, she was trying to be cute and she, and I appreciate what she did, and she took her money out and gave the guy, whatever. So, the very next day, I took the rose, I hung it in my car, very next day, the girl that introduced us comes into the same job with a rose, saying, look what someone just gave me. So the only logical solution for this girl is that I gave the rose she bought for me to her friend because there could be no other way that this girl got a rose, right? Uh, like anyone else in the goddamn world bought her a fucking rose because I kept mine, but in her mind she could only see that I gave the rose she bought for me to her friend and that her friend was showing it off to her in the job. <laughs> fucking crazy. That's insane. <laughs> so we go on a second date-ish, whatever, that real like dinner date, and she was cold as ice. I took her to the restaurant she asked to go to or wanted to go to. We both did. It was a very nice place. We're sitting and she, short, one answer, one word answers, yes, no, no, mm, yeah. And I'm like, and I tried and I'm, I'm a good speaker. I did everything I could because we had a great first date. And I'm like, what the fuck, what's wrong? Tell me, like something's wrong. I yeah. see you're, you're presenting yourself that something's wrong. No, nothing is wrong. And, and now you can know who it is. Um, she's, she's the one I do all the jokes about. Um, like, okay, and I maybe you're having a bad day. And we kept going, kept going. And um, one of us, I forget which one of us, were like, it, I'm, it's like if you want to leave, you could leave. 
Yeah. And uh, I forget if she said that to me or I said it to her. And I, I said, no, no, I want to get to know you. I want to, like, I'm here. We're here. And then a few, 20 minutes of that, again, short, no, no uh, follow-up questions, no interaction, just cold. I'm like, I'm calling you an Uber right now. And she's like, what? Uh, and I think it was that she said it to me. She's like, if you're not having a good time, you could leave. You could call me an Uber. Or what, either way, I literally called her an Uber, paid the tab. The Uber was waiting outside, walked her to the Uber, put her in. I didn't kiss her, hug her, say, I'm like, goodbye, put her in the Uber. We didn't talk for like four months. And I, and I, <laughs> I worked next door to her. So every day I would go in to see her friend. And oh, you're here. Never mind. I don't want to come in. And I make sure she saw that because I'm I'm a little bit of a sadistic person. Um, but I, I definitely was doing it. And then again, four months later, I had one of those trick lighters that shocks you. And I was I'm an evil bitch. So I uh, I know she smokes cigarettes. She's the one who got me smoking cigarettes. So thank you for yet again still killing me. <laughs> <Slowly. laughs> <Slowly. laughs> Even though we're not together, you're still in my life. Uh, whoever you are. I'm not going to use names as much as I can help it, but if when she's listening to we'll it... Just I, call her jamessica.com. <laughs> uh, so I gave her... I'm like, and she's sitting outside. She still was always looking at me, and I'm like, oh, would you like... And I'm like, I asked one of the... I did construction, and they all smoke. So I'm like, dude, give me a cigarette. Watch this. They're like, you don't smoke. I said, give me a cigarette. Watch this. I hand her the, the zapping lighter and a cigarette, and I'm like, would you like a cigarette? She's like, oh, yes. And she goes and zaps herself, <laughs> and I have it on video, and on my Snapchat story. You motherfucker. And then we, uh, then we start dating for four years. And I, I forget how soon in the relationship, I'm like, what the fuck happened? What happened that second date? She tells me the rose. I'm like, are you serious? Is that really the only possible way that this girl got a rose and you think I would do that to you? And you wouldn't bring it up to me that yeah. that's what you're feeling? Like, when I asked you what was wrong, we could have just solved this in the moment and said, I didn't do it. It's in my car. We could walk to it right now. I kept the rose hanging from my... And I kept the rose for like a year in my car. It dried out and everything. Like, I could have solved it, but because there's lack of communication... We had to have a horrible second date, four months of psychological warfare on my part, which I'm good at. It worked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and because she couldn't just tell me that how she was feeling and uh, a bunch of other different things in the relationship that that echoed with. But that's just learning experience. Yeah. And, you know, I, I got to be more conscious of how people are acting in the beginning because that's only going to amplify as you get closer and more involved. But that's a great, horrible date story. It's <laughs> an awesome, horrible date story. Like, hey, uh, I'm glad. Like, a lot of times, people have just like, oh well, you know, he didn't show up. Like yeah. stuff like that. It's like that's not really a horrible date. That's just you getting ghosted. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a good horrible date story. Have you been anyone's worst date? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I, uh, <laughs> just no question. Yeah, no, absolutely, I didn't even think of that. One. I didn't remember reading that one in the question, but I—that's a snap call. Um, <laughs> Game time decision. Yeah, I—I uh, <coughs> I didn't really think through that to have any prepared stories for you, but I'm sure I—I I, like. I don't know. I—I I know I'm very good at reading how people are feeling, and yeah. I will distance myself when you don't show me signs of wanting to be there like biggest turnoff for me is like t i know this is gonna be crazy but uh retraction 
Like when you when someone is pulling away, I get disgusted with the pursuit. Like yeah. I, even when I know that they're only doing it to intrigue me and be like, you know, the the not about it. Yeah, I like you tell me no, I respect it. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I back the fuck off. And then I have people come up to me later, like, why didn't you pursue me? Why didn't you? Like you said no, but I didn't mean it, and I knew you didn't mean it, but you said no, and I have to support that behavior. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to take what you tell me to be the truth. I like, Because, like, especially in the days that we live in, man, mm -hmm. like, anything can be misconstrued any different way as long as what you're being told is what you're taking as the honest truth. Like, you're not going to be able to be hurt. If somebody says no, just take it as that. Yeah. Like, and it sucks that, yeah. like Missed opportunities, and you know that they probably are just playing a game with you, but in support of their rights and respect. Also, you're supporting that behavior for other people to act on that. When they say, when you when someone's pulling away and they just go harder at you. That's not a good behavior in society. When someone pulls away and says, back off, you have to back off. Yeah. When, when you, as a female, and we're just gonna, let's talk straight on it, you, uh, you're supporting men uh, being overly aggressive and not respecting it when you do it. So I'm supporting both sides, my protection and not encouraging them to get rewarded for being playing that game because yeah. they're getting what they want of like me chasing them. They're going to do that again to someone else and show that it works. It's, it's a I'm with you, man. snowball effect. My whole thing is, I'm, man, I'm 30. Like, I'm not a child anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm not playing these games. Yeah. Like, if you're interested in me, let me know. Let's have a conversation. Let's figure this out. But don't do this, like, uh, uh, like pulling and pushing and all this bullshit. Like, I just want to get past that whole beginning section of the pursuit and just get into, like, we're on the couch watching Netflix. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what it comes down to for me. Yeah. I think that's 99% of people. And it's just the problem is too many people don't want to go through the bullshit side of it. Too many people are going, well, like, I need to go through and go on these apps and go on these dates and go through everything. It's like, that's not what it has to be, man. Just go out, live your life. If you meet somebody cool, fuck them. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's really what it is. If, you, if you're not wanting to meet them, if you don't think they are, just make them leave your fuck life. Them. But yeah, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so like, let's, let's really think this through mm -hmm. the way that it is. And like, that's what I love about how this is kind of always coming back to this in this yeah. kind of podcast. It's just like, Say la vie, man. Yeah. Such is life. Such is, that was my yearbook quote. It, and I did it in Latin because I was like trying to be cool. But such is life was my senior quote. Yeah. Yeah. Sic vita est. And such is life. Yeah. It's like veni, veni, vici. Yeah. Or as I like to say, veni, vici, veni. Which is, I saw, I conquered, I came. Ah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That will trade for the other thing I gave you. I'll take that one. Okay, we'll take it. We'll switch. Yeah. What was your best date or most interesting date? Mm. Same girl, four years. Um, after our second round of dating, uh, this I'm really proud of this. And I do a lot of cool dates, which I am proud of. But I happened to notice that there was a meteor shower happening and I lived in South Beach and I went to Walmart at like midnight the night before when they were open till midnight still I bought fucking $21 pillows I have a pickup truck so the next night after work I 
didn't tell her. I just picked her up. I said, we're going to dinner, get in the car. We drove to the Keys, where it was darker than Miami. Had a beautiful dinner on the beach, like sand fucking restaurant outside, drank a bunch, beautiful dinner. Then we drove to like on the side of the road. I took all the pillows, put them in the flatbed of my truck and we watched the meteor shower. And she saw her first shooting star. And it, yeah. Oh my gosh, man. That is, you got game, Gaetano. Thank you. It was, beautiful, it was a beautiful experience for me, too. Yeah. It wasn't just to, to woo her. No. I already had her. Like, it was like, I, she was locked in. I, we were dating at that point. But I still, pursue, like, I, I, that's another where Polly gets in. It's like I'm always pursuing my partner because they aren't locked in. Yeah. I'm never not pursuing them because I'm, once you get uh, complacent in a relationship, you stop pursuing a partner, that's where the romance dies. Because you feel too comfortable. No, you're right, yeah. man. It's complacency is second to death. Mm-hmm. Like, because once you're complacent, you're gonna stop trying. Yeah. You're gonna stop putting in that effort that you need to really keep that spark alive. It's yeah. I never want to promise someone tomorrow. I just want to wake up one day and realize I spent my entire life with someone else. You know, like looking back, wow, we spent our entire lives together, never promising that tomorrow I'll ever talk to you again. Yeah. Because that's when you, you, there's no, there's no reason to promise somebody anything because you just need to see if it happens or not. Well, it's like, I realized this recently. If you set expectations of others, you will only become disappointed. Yeah. If you have no expectation that anybody's going to do anything, when they do what you, you hope they will, you're ecstatic. Mm -hmm. You're like, dude, you showed up. Like, Mm -hmm. this is amazing. Like... Like, you didn't have to do it. It's like, well, I said I was going to, but you still didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Like, it just makes things so much easier when you think about it through that, like, guise. Because yeah. too many people, I think, come forward with this, like, I, just pre-planning, preset thoughts in their mind. And if you just get re- rid of that, get rid of that ego of it, you can, uh... That's when life becomes fun. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. What's your favorite opening line on a dating app when you were on them? Or best pickup line that you would say to someone at a bar? How much does a polar bear weigh? How much? Enough to break the ice. No, the average female polar bear mature is six to nine hundred pounds. If they if they weighed enough to break the ice, they would not be able to hunt. So that's ridiculous. <laughs> I was right. I was like, I know that's yeah. something. Like, yeah, that's a good one, man. Yeah, and I, that one I made up. The the, yeah. the the anti pickup line of what everyone expects, and I don't use pickup lines. I, I don't throw them out. Like, that's the pickup artist bullshit. The I I hate that kind of a mentality. But I, I'm not gonna like a great question. But I mean, I don't have the repertoire of pickup lines. But I randomly said things over the years to random people at times because of an observation around and I yeah. sparked the conversation. That's beautiful. Like at a bar, at a Publix, at anywhere. Are any of them stand out to you? Yeah. Because um, hmm. hmm, hmm, hmm. um, like, I'll, I'll give a quick yeah, example. Like I was at this, uh, this big gala in uh, San Antonio, Texas, like eight hours from where I lived and I saw... I was there by myself. I didn't know anybody. And I saw this just absolutely gorgeous woman walk through the door and she was walking past me. I could tell that she didn't know anybody. So I looked at her and I said, 
you don't know anybody here, do you? She goes, nope. And I go, sit with me. I don't either. She goes, well, I'm here to meet somebody. I go, well, if he comes, great. If he doesn't, you're with me. The long and the short of it is we ended up in an awesome, like, year-long relationship. Mm -hmm. Uh, She ended up breaking my heart. That's neither here nor there. But, like, just the fact of right place, right time, right question. Mm -hmm. And that's really sales, baby. Yeah. 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 And you didn't have that pre-planned. It's not in the chamber saying it to five different women that night. Yeah. You didn't, and you maybe will never be able to use that again because now it's not natural. Now exactly. it's not authentic. Because you did it once and now I, that's exactly my style, but I can't probably ever say that to somebody ever because it's not authentic anymore. <laughs> I still will try, but it won't work because... I'm with you. Yeah. It, it's uh, one of the ones I've been trying to use lately is uh it's very simple it's what's something that you're excited about Mm. because i mean people always want to talk about themselves but like i I just i was sitting there and i've just been realizing i hate the like oh who are you oh what do you do for a living and then it's just like okay this is a dead conversation but like i need to get to know this person Mm -hmm. so it's like one of the ones i sometimes throw out i love this is do you dream in color or in black and white Mm. because no matter what the answer is your immediate response is okay now i know something about you probably nobody else does and you could expound on that recent dream i've dreamed in spanish recently really because i'm a polygot also (laughs) Um, I like I love language we could get into that later but I learned it from dating which is why I would bring it up but like I realized that in my dream I was speaking Spanish and listening in Spanish because I've been going to Colombia recently whole other dating life oh I've heard <laughs> um, but ha- uh, what I really what you brought up in my mind for that question or that uh, example is I don't ever want to be in a relationship with someone that doesn't have anything going on anymore yeah like one of my relationships, it was like, and I, I've said this on my dating profiles, if I wanted something to take care of, I'd get a dog. Um, I, I love that. <laughs> yeah, not as uh, not as empowering as you'd want it to be, but it's a true statement that she was like a, having a puppy at home. I'd get home and she was so excited to see me. But when we, after a few months of spending every waking hour with the person, it's like, what's going on? What's new? You were with me. What, what if you, let's, like, you were there every moment. I have nothing to tell you. I've told you all my stories. I have more, and it'll come up naturally. But in the first interaction, I'm charming, and I have interesting, cool stuff. But I, I, when I told you a story three times, and you stopped me during it, because I go, oh, yeah, remember, oh, so this one time, and she goes, yeah, 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 that happened with this. I'm like, oh. Uh, I did tell you that enough that you remember it. Uh, yeah. That's just natural happenstance, but it... You, uh, if you don't have a life outside of me, I don't want to be with you. No, exactly. I always feel like, though, with the um, the outside of the happenstance, that like that's exactly where it comes down to. That's where I've made that realization where I want to pivot away from like the, oh, I'm just seeking, I'm pursuing mm-hmm. somebody. Bro, I'm out like till one in the morning, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Then, oh, I might take a break on Friday, Saturday again. And then a couple of days where I'm out, I'm just still up till one writing or doing mm-hmm. shit. Like when the fuck do I have time for another person? Yeah. Like <laughs> I'll get it when it comes. Like I'll, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> I love to sleep. That's another thing. Don't ever wake me up. If anyone's listening to that, <laughs> sleeping man lie. Like case in point, this girl was. She didn't. She worked, but she wasn't. She didn't have like a career. She was just doing work to keep her busy, kind of like it was a part time job. And on the weekends or whenever I could sleep, 
She'd wake me up because she was bored. Because I was her entertainment. I was her everything, which is beautiful. Ha ha. Like, it's, that's what everyone wants. But you need to, like, go do something on your own if you want to do it. Because I'm, like, asleep. And I finally can, like, sleep. Because <laughs> I work and I do all this stuff. And it, I'm not your monkey to keep you entertained. Like, yeah. Uh, or fulfilled in any way. You know, you need to have those other relationships. She cut off, or people that cut off all of your friends and your family because you're dating them, that you need to have friends. You need side things. You need it, they need it, and they fulfill needs that I can't meet at times or ever. It's the, the absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. You're, right. I, do you miss me? No, you're still here. You're here. <laughs> I've said that. She's like, you don't say you're missing me. Because you never left. Because <laughs> you've never spent time apart. And I want to tell you I miss you. When I leave and we spend time apart and I miss you, it's proof that I it's real. You know? And uh, that's funny. So I was seeing someone long distance from Colombia. And we had a great conversation. Right now my buddy's on vacation with her and her best friend. Fucking weird. But um, I... Two weeks ago, they were talking about how my friend is dating her friend. And I'm like, oh, that's so cute. She's like, well, what did he say about my friend? I said, oh, I'm not going to tell you. We're just playing back and forth, kissy faces and everything. And I said, I miss you. And her response was, I don't believe you. Why? Because she's just playing a fucking game to make to tell me that I'm not doing enough to make her feel wanted. I send her flowers. I talk to her every day. I'm doing everything in my capacity to show my affection. And I say, I miss you. Your response is, I don't believe you. My response to that was okay with the shrugging emoji, and that's the last thing I said to her in a month. <laughs> she hasn't reached out to me either, but yep. if you don't believe me, then that's your fucking problem because I've done everything. I'm not going to take that as bait to work harder for you. That's not chasing a fucking carrot to earn your fuck your emotional like you know your love. Yeah, that's a manipulation. I'm very good at it. I don't <laughs> want you doing it to me because I'm not doing it to you. No, I can. <laughs> and I did. It, it's exactly it, man. Like, well, especially when you, I, I love what you just said—the manipulation. I could be doing it. I'm very good at it. Because mm-hmm. what I was telling you right before the podcast is like, I've slowly been realizing, like, oh, I could do this in this conversation, but I'm choosing not to now. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's freeing, man. Yeah, it's the most freeing thing I've ever like experienced. Where it's just like I'm not gonna do what I feel like. I'm supposed to, I'm going to do what I want to. And I feel like now that I say that out loud, like that's the most obvious way to look at it. (laughs) Hey, there's nothing wrong with a realization. Like I started this with, I I have the right to to change my opinions, better myself. Like just because you didn't see it the entirety of your life until this point, the fact that you see it in this moment and it feels right, like your gut feeling. I've had so much more gut feeling like peace and homeostasis equilibrium where things are just happening the right way because I'm not doing all these negative counterpoints that are throwing the balance off yeah I'm throwing in the uh, manipulations that I thought I was supposed to do to achieve my goal I cut out the manipulations my goals are being met naturally and it's beautiful so how what are we on time can we pause pause And we're back from a break. Okay, Gaetano, let me ask you this. What what can somebody do to assure a second date with you? Mm. <laughs> Offer to pay. <laughs> uh, 
Fucking, I always, like, the, you know, the societal norm is the guy's supposed to pay, and I'm okay with that. I go into a date expecting to pay, and I even will refuse if, they, if someone offers. If I'm the initiator of a date, I am, you're required or you're obligated to pay for it because that's who invited me. Yeah. If we're friends and you tell me, hey, come out to dinner, we're going to dinner, it's on you. Like That's how it should be. That's how it, yeah. Like, unless it's, I guess, explicitly stated, hey, we're all going to go Dutch or you yeah. know, we're going as a group, that's one thing. But if it's, hey, come, let's go grab a beer, like, at least the first round should be on me. Yeah, absolutely. And we just, on the break, we're talking about going on a, a group date, whatever it may be, to go shooting and go to this chicken place that's amazing. I'm going to change your life. And I and walk maybe I, like the shooting. I'm probably not going to pay for your ammo and your range no. fees, but the the eight dollar chicken that's going to change your life. I am walking into that expecting to pay for everybody because that's what I do and how I like to live life. That's how it should be. Yeah, and I always my thing is when I go on a date and I pay and they're like, no, I want to pay. I'm like, no. The deal is, I'll pay today. You pay on the second date so that we have it. I'm sure I have a second date. You feel a little obligated, manipulation, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you, like, you know, I'm like, call me and tell me I'm taking you to dinner tonight. Yeah. And that's a great way to do it, you know? I like that. Yeah. It's, uh, this is what I love about this is I get to see how other people do it. And I got to go, ooh, I'm going to take that. Good. It's, sharing. Yeah. I love sharing my like little tricks or at least hearing them out I'm not saying I have any answers for anybody no but if, if it worked for me it might spark your way of living that betters your life God bless no and I think that that's exactly it you know like what, I, what we were talking about I think with uh, like weed and alcohol before the podcast was like it might not be for everyone you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. but it works for you and you're gonna let people know how it works for you, but you're not gonna say this is the end all be all answer. Yeah, ideas are not a finite resource. They're, uh, they're actually an exponential resource. If I have an idea and I give you an idea, I still have an idea and now you have it and it grew. We both have an idea, we both have a thought and now you give it to someone else and now three people have a better than idea that, and I didn't lose mine because I gave it to you. Yeah. You know, and I, that's beautiful. That's why I'm, I was really excited about this, and I think you guys see where I, where I came no, from. I, Gaetano, I'm just so happy. Like, the fact that you reached out to me about yeah. this is like, I, when I got the text, I was like, well, this is a fucking lie. Because uh, <laughs> I told somebody, I was like, hey, Gaetano is going to be on the podcast. I was like, you got Gaetano? And yeah. I was like, he reached out to me, and they go, he reached out to you? <laughs> Like, you're very well respected. Like, I just want you to know that, man. Like, I appreciate it. I appreciate hearing it. I appreciate that people are doing it. Like, uh, you know, it, it's this life that I'm in right now. I've told more people that I love and I meant it than I've ever in my life. You know, like, it's I. Beautiful. Yeah, I was thinking about that on the way here because I was texting a comedian and I'm like, love you, bro. And he's like, I love you too. Like, but I, and it, I meant it, you know? Yeah. It wasn't just like a, the, and I, sadly, and we don't, I don't want to go too deep into my, <laughs> my trauma, but like as a child, it was like, you tell grandma you love her. And it's like, I don't, I don't know, like, you know, like, the, I don't know her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, and not that I love my grandmother. I, I hope she doesn't listen to this. If you're listening, grandma, the, the podcast is going to even turn worse in a little bit for you. Please end it now. We, we took a break. That was the nice part. That was the, the, 
that was the PG part. Yeah, that was the PG part of our podcast. That was the PG part. Oh, Oh, you're not wrong. (laughs) But uh, it's beautiful that I can say I love people now. I forget, actually. Now I'm off track of the skills working. But uh, that's the point of it. (laughs) I make them strong. Let's ask you this then, you know. What what do you think is like? I feel like you have a bunch of these, like the funniest or like the weirdest way that you've ended up like sleeping with somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> this is a two parter. Um, living in a building in Miami at 19 years old, uh, my father and I built a restaurant. We kind of squatted in an apartment above it. Like the building was like condemned almost by the, the city, but it was a very beautiful building. It was like a staple of uh, South Beach, but. The previous contractor fucked it up where it was like de- uh, deemed unlivable. So we built the restaurant downstairs and we got to know everybody and this is just my style. We kind of like took one of the apartments and just remodeled it, made it livable. And then we took the one next door and, and we just squatted for like three years in this fucking apartment. <laughs> I think the statute of limitations is over on that, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they were literally in a fucking four... Nah, 200 call it unit building there were four people that lived there me this woman uh, the the guys that did bang bros <laughs> had an apartment in the building uh, and a couple other people but this one woman she'd buy weed from me or something and um, we were talking and every Easter we make Easter pies good Italians uh, and pizza game and she uh, I'm like, oh, are you hungry? And she, uh, she said, yeah, and we just smoked weed. And I gave her the Easter pie, and she loved it, and then we ended up in bed. So I got laid off of my Easter pie. You gave her some Easter pie, and she gave you her homemade pie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And uh, laying in bed after, she's like, I got to ask you a question. Yeah, what, what's up? She's like, how old are you? I'm like, oh, I'm 19. She puts her hands in her raising her hands and goes oh my god oh my god oh i'm like how old are you 41 (laughs) yeah she did not look 41 and i did not look 19 so (laughs) we both thought we were in the 30s each (laughs) um so that was the oldest or biggest gap in my ever relationships and that wasn't a relationship we just fucked here and there because we lived in the same building and she was beautiful. Like, she, you would never guess she was... Yeah. Yeah. Being, like, in your early 20s and fucking a 40-year-old, <laughs> you learned so much. Yeah. <laughs> like, if anybody that's listening to this is, like, between the ages of 18 and 24, fuck a 40-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, I've never been attracted to people that are younger than me. I'm definitely not extremely younger, haha, but... Like, even in general, I've always gone for more mature, educated, like, people in my life. And I don't see innocence as an attractive quality. It's like the virgin... It's a turnoff. Complete turnoff. You're, you're innocent and I'm corrupting you. Or you're innocent, you don't know what you're doing and I'm tricking you into it. Like, I know of people that, oh, like, oh, I 18-year-olds. No, she's 18. I'm like, God, ugh. Like, what's her mom doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, she's gorgeous, but you still have to talk to her. Yeah. Like, that's always been my thing. That's what my dad taught me at a young age. He, I remember he was like, Trace, you know why I stopped fucking models when I was your age? And he go, no. He goes, because you have to talk to him once you're done. <laughs> then I started fucking models, and I was like, oh my God, he's right. <laughs> like, 
not to uh, bring it up because everyone heard it, but the uh, the girls at the bar, your dad's story, yeah. loved it, and that was really good to hear. Like you're you're fine that you got rejected. Yeah, you still lived. It hurt a little bit, but you're okay. That was a beautiful lesson he taught you that I no one pulled me aside and taught me. I had to learn on my own. Yeah, well, you know. Thank you for that. That really means a lot. I told him that's the story I'm going to tell him at his funeral. We'll tell at his funeral. And it's not because it's, you know, a fucked up thing, but it's because it's like a lot of dads, I feel like, teach their sons what they know, Mm -hmm. you know. And my dad taught me. My dad didn't know how to work on cars. My dad didn't know how to, you know, fix anything that like at the house. He always was a mentality. Well, if I could pay somebody to do it, I'm just going to do that. Um. But he knew how to talk to women and he knew how to not have fear. I guess he knows. He's still alive. Yeah, he yeah, just yeah. beat cancer, guys. Oh, good, good, <laughs> like, good, yes. This week, it's cancer-free. I'm just like, ah, yeah. Good. Yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. And, uh, yeah, but that's what he taught me. He taught me how to hit on women and how to pop a dude's kneecaps with a screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> Covered that, all the bases there. That's just, you know, Italian. Like, <laughs> My dad always called every girl that I dated fat. <laughs> fucking little prick. Like, uh, I'm glad I got a spit take on that. If anyone didn't hear, <laughs> I hit him while he was drinking that. I was well done. Not expecting that. Yeah, I love it. Oh, man. So, the, the, the encounter with the 41 year old, mm. was that your most awkward sexual encounter? No, it wasn't awkward at all. It was beautiful. <laughs> like, it was, the ending was a little weird. And then the next time we had sex, it was fine. It was amazing, yeah, because now you guys have established, okay, we're both okay with this. Yeah. What do you recognize? One of your more like awkward ones, though, that you have? Um, no, like sex is an awkward act. It's not as beautiful as you think it's going to be, or the movies portray it, and uh, not the porn I watch, but porn, <laughs> porn makes it look like sensual sometimes. You know, it's not. It's a. It's awkward. It's a it very is. awkward act, but it's still worth it. Um, I awkwardness, like we try to do it in a car, is awkward. Like, I got you. You know, I I've never had that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if I told this one on the podcast once though. Uh, so I'll, I'll say it now. Yeah. Um, I I was once I went over to this girl's house. You know, she just broke up with her boyfriend, and she just wanted that rebound. Mm. And right before we hooked up, she was like, "My mom." I live by myself, but my mom sometimes uses the spare room, so she might come in. Mm. And we end up, you know, hooking up. We're slowly, the line of clothes from the front door to her bedroom mm. is there. And I'm just, like, going to town on her. Like, her face is, like, in a pillow, and I'm just, like, down railing her. And I hear the door of that room swing open, her mom's there. Oh. And I, I could have stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I, I continued and I went harder and her mom just like walked out. Oh my god. I just needed to establish dominance. Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh man, so that's mine. <laughs> uh, that does spark a uh, memory for me. Um, this was a couple months ago. After my dominatrix show, my buddy brings a group of people that we just met to the after party. It was a mother, a daughter, and an aunt. And I uh, started spanking the daughter on the back patio of the fucking party. <laughs> and I, like, I, I banged this woman's daughter who was over, it was like, she's over 18, in, oh, like on the patio with the mother and aunt. And they like just got up and walked out inside. 
It's <laughs> fucking awesome, yeah. Gaetano. Yeah, that was an experience. I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't, not that I wouldn't do it again, I guess. Of course I'd do it again. But it's kind of hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm going to defile your daughter. Like, yeah. <laughs> as much as, like, the, the whole, like, hey, we're trying to get past that mentality we've been talking about, so what happens? It's, yeah. <laughs> like, I get why. Hot. It was hot. I'm a twisted fuck. <laughs> You're then, a sick fuck that likes a sick fuck. <laughs> the next day, my buddy was at the bar telling the story about this. And they were there, and he didn't remember it was them. So he's telling them that my buddy banged this, and they're like, that was us. <laughs> Don't you remember? I'm like, oh my god. I wasn't there, thank god. I, I fucking... Well, I think you would have been like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so oh. that was an awkward situation, but it wasn't, it wasn't bad for me. Um, it's bad. I mean, that's just a story that that family has now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Probably will never tell anyone ever. I hope they tell everybody. Yeah. Oh my god. Right. It's like <laughs> families are fucking weird, dude. Like I, I have that stand-up joke where it's like the girl came up to me at the bar and told me that she wanted to fuck me, but I looked like her brother. She still wanted to fuck me. <laughs> I've had that before. I, it's that's a weird one. I, it's like yeah, you remind me of your bro- my brother, and then. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like what the fuck it's like I don't know about that man like I really it's also she showed me a picture of her brother and he was ugly as shit and I, was <laughs> like, oh. I was like listen I'm not like an ugly dude like I'm, I'm fat like I know that but like I'm a very attractive man mm-hmm. like I'm the best looking fat person you've ever seen like Absolutely, thank man. you <laughs> so like hearing that was just kind of like oh, you can go fuck yourself well, you assumed that. She said she reminded you of her brother, not that you look like him. That's true. So you're you, right. You jumped to that conclusion because he was a little self-conscious, and that's you're, okay. You're not wrong about that. <laughs> I've been called the drunk Tony Robbins before. I can be motivational. <laughs> that's, a, that's a compliment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Tony Robbins right. looks like he's like been chiseled from clay. Like, like, he lives near me, actually. Like down, He lives in... Um, Palm Beach Island, or like right on Lantana. Yeah, yeah. He's he's right around here. Uh, yeah, I've met people at work for him. Oh, yeah. It's it's fucking wild. But uh, okay, so we've <laughs> talking though about like the the banging the daughter. Like, mm. uh, what are some of your kinks, man? Like, he, apparently daughters. <laughs> that was just a random thing. I it's not something I pursue, but uh, I, I think you should. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if anyone listening, my follow me on Facebook or Instagram. Um, every, there's like a, it's like what's your favorite food? Some days you're in the mood for Chinese. Some days you're I got mood you. For uh, I guess like what yeah. you've recently been going through because you're 100 <laughs> percent right on that. Like sometimes you're like, oh, I just want to like be a bull, mm-hmm. or like, oh, I want to like just be degrading or you know bondage this that. So I guess like right now, what is kind of your thing? Yeah. I, um, so I dated the dominatrix, still am, in a whatever kind of relationship with her. Um, and I learned that I don't like to be hit. Uh, I've never had anyone hit me before, and she broke skin with a whip. And I, yeah, I'll try anything once, twice, just to make sure. And <laughs> I'll try anything twice, that's not bad. <laughs> and, and I black out. 
I go into the fit of rage, see red, when someone causes bodily harm to me. Yeah. And I didn't know that until I tried it, and <laughs> I didn't. I was. It was a weird feeling because I wasn't in the fight or flight because I wasn't in a physical altercation, but someone harmed me, and I was like, the first hour after it happened, I was energetic and I felt on the top of the world, and that's why people practice masochism. But I then adrenaline drop or whatever happened I blacked out and I was stumbling drunk like I was drinking yeah like she had I she drove me home and I left my car wherever it was because I could like I fell over like I would I'm a good drunk as much as I hate to say it I get it people have seen me and they're like you were drunk last night I'm like I was wasted (laughs) you look fine carrying a conversation yeah and I can I've been doing it so long and I also I don't like when I feel myself get to a point I don't go harder yeah you know and drink on the drinking thing but this situation it made me she's like after that happened she's like I don't think this is for you I'm like yeah yeah what me too think? yeah but it, it took me t- like two or three attempts at yeah. doing it and having the same result and then she was upset with me because she's like how did you like I embarrassed her in front of her friends kind of a thing because I was acting so like drunk it looked like I just drank too much but I realized it's my body reacting to being harmed in a positive way at first and I see the appeal but for me no and I also don't like really causing physical harm to people and I use that word physical in a very appropriate term Um, just love emotional yeah (laughs) definitely one of my kinks is like a humiliation yeah yeah oh yeah but not a physical thing I will do it if that's what you ask me to do but I don't get off to hurting people like even like choking sure a little bit mostly but only if I'm asked to do it I don't get off to doing it it's when choke me okay fine go for it I'll do whatever you want me to do but I don't go for that personally and that's just because I don't enjoy it where do you stand on spitting like in their face and their mouth I I enjoy that it's hot yeah I I don't I'm not like uh, I don't need that but it's it's got a place in in, in there. Yeah. I got you. What, what I just have to ask, yeah. like, what is like one of you think your your weirder kinks? Hmm. Um, oh, there's a lot. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot. Uh, fun story. Like I, so I definitely went to degrading people. Yeah. But emotionally, <laughs> mental, physical scars can heal. Emotional scars. Yeah, you you're fucking her. You're like your sister's hotter than you. Like. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we're going right in the deep end. I had this one girl, we were just like fuck buddies. And uh, I was in a mood to do it and she was accepting of that uh, moment. And I took her dog's leash, not like a leash I bought from a store or a clean leash. And I tied her hands with her own dog's leash, put her on her knees. And she came from blowing me. Because I, it was a mental thing. Yeah. And again, for the younger guys out there, women are not us. And you have to learn that. And you have to uh, be accommodating to their style of enjoying and climaxing. You know, you can't do what you want done. If you mimic what they're doing to you and that you're doing to them and both mimic each other, you can come to a beautiful... Uh, Crescendo. Yeah. But, like, she... She like it was a compliment, and I. It's like this girl came because she was blowing me. Yeah. What? Like she, uh, she was just as shocked as I was, and I, um, and that was one of the 
best moments of my life that I've thought about. I have a bunch of them, but that was one of the crazy... Oh, things. that's like, yeah. yeah. That, that, of course, that's top ten, dude. Yeah. You, she came by giving you a BJ? Like, that... I would be dancing on the top of mountains. It's yeah. like, that would be... That's like up there, at least, when, like, I... I hooked up with the married lesbian, like, yeah, yeah like, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, I never thought that would happen, like, what the fuck, like, I, what's next, killing God, like, <laughs> yeah, you stole a gold star for that, <laughs> oh man, do you bring toys into the bedroom? Not as much as I should or could, I, it's like, I have some toys, but they're always more, make things more awkward, and, uh, like, it's another, like, uh, you know, I don't do lingerie, I don't give a fuck, just get, like... I don't think you'd look good in a bra. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, cute, I get it. Yeah, like, I, 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 I don't, the costumes and the this and that, I don't yeah. give a fuck about that. I, I, more so, like, the degradation, like, degrading. No, I'm with you, man. It's, it's all, the, the toys are up in your mind, not in physical stuff, like, I, uh, when you get to know someone enough where you can tell where they're at their peak and stopping right before it, yeah, oh, that's a kink of mine. Like, and it's not a first date, first sex kind of thing. You have to know someone for a while. Like when you're in a real relationship and you can tell right before they're about to come and you stop oh. and then you bring them back to it a few times and that's my shit. It's like... That just reminds me of this move that I, I, I haven't done in a while, but also I haven't had sex with it in a while. It's been like a vow of like, not celibacy, but just like, I don't give a fuck. Apathy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like that. It's a vow of apathy. Uh, but one of the moves I've done like for a long time is just like, give them the first inch of your dick. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, make it so that they're just like, they're, they want it so bad, the rest of it. And then just finally, you get that first, like, cause my, one of my favorite things in life is that, like, <gasps> like when your dick goes in and you get two of them, like, when you do it like that, the first, like, ah! And then, like, it stops and you just give her that first, just, like, the head going in and out. She's wanting it. And then finally, just the whoop. And the, ah! <laughs> but wait, there's more. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's another half inch. No. <laughs> wait, did it show? So, why, my... Big relationship, the longest relationship. Got not boring, but we tried new things. This girl loved to ride me, so I would make I would not make her, but tell her to stop riding me when I knew she was close, and just have her hover with half my dick inside of her. And if she went down on it again, I'd throw her off. So she had to sit there and ask to go keep going. Ooh. That was so hot. It's like, stuff like that, man. Yeah, it's just twisted mental shit. That no, that's... I don't need toys. Yeah. <laughs> Ari, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, yes, I encourage guys to, uh, well, let either bring toys to the bedroom or let the girl bring toys to the bedroom because girls get off way more with vibrators if they're, like, using a vibrator at the same time while you're fucking them or while you're going down on them or whatever. I got you. Absolutely. Yeah, if a girl brought a toy in the bedroom, yeah. I'm not going to, like, throw it away. Like, <laughs> like, we don't need this. <laughs> we have my dick! <laughs> That's a fucking it's not your comp- Yeah, it's not your competition. It is uh, your assistant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, I, mean, I think that's a beautiful way of putting it. It's an assistant. Like, <laughs> And the goal is for the other person to enjoy themselves. So you do everything that they want to do. Like I said, I don't 
enjoy certain things, but I'll do them for their benefit, of course. Yeah. You know, don't have any reservations. When you're in an intimate situation, there's no, like, making someone feel bad about their kinks or their anything. Can I have another one? I could go. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to turn down the heat. Uh, another vodka or water? Whatever that was, yeah. No, that was, that was alcohol. Okay. So yeah. what's your body count? I, again, stopped counting, counting, uh, and this was years ago at like 40 something, like I, you know, I'm probably, I'm not, I, I've kissed as many people as I've had sex with, almost, there's a few people I kissed. How does that work, like, because I know, like, when you're in high school, girls usually aren't ready to have sex, but you'll make out with a lot of people, like, they, everyone was just ready to. I won't make out with people, like, I don't go to a club and see the hot girl I all dance with people I love to dance I love to like snuggle and like get it close but I know what your mouth has been on or will be on or it's like I don't want that on my mouth I'm like yeah. a, like I don't eat food after people eat it like yeah. I don't take the same bite of pizza like from you and I yeah. I've been getting better at that because you're not as clean as you think you are in life yeah. like the guy in the kitchen that just that what I wiped his sweat you know yeah. and cooked your food you're not that clean Take a take a little bit of reality, but I don't just go make out with random girls at the club. They're beautiful, but I, no. So you'll go on a first date or first or second date and then kiss like. I'll let it happen naturally. Okay. I don't put rules. You, I, but like you typ typically, when does it happen? Um, I have fucked on the first date, but I also try to play coy in the fact that I'm, I'm not there to just fuck you. For my own benefit and yours, like I, I'm not, I'm not the guy that's like only there to get to try to fuck you and leave, you know. Yeah. I, I don't want to be that guy. I don't think it's the right way to act yeah, in yeah. life. Yeah, just do it when it feels natural. Exactly. But typically, what has been your timeline? Yeah, it, it's a lot sooner than I expect. Like first date kiss, second date sex. Like, well, how does it? Yeah, do yeah, and I, I'll turn a woman down for sex because. I, the, the build up again mental women like that like not turn them down in a negative way but like you want to come back to my place no I'll come no. I'll see you again and you'll no. think about having sex with me until then and then when we do have sex it's going to be so much better exactly because you've been having the anticipation it's the instant gratification for a woman is not the same as men we want to just come and be her like women need the the play and the, they need to think about having sex with you for a while before you have sex for it to be the mind blowing, uh, life changing. Like I, I yeah. still talk to a lot of the people I've been with, and whether or not we still oh, that's do. What you, that's yeah. the thing, man. Like I, too many people think that oh well, if you have sex with somebody, it's gonna ruin everything. And oh. it's like I've had sex with a lot of my friends, like a lot. I'm not gonna have sex with you. But that's just because, I mean, I think we're better... You didn't have to say it. <laughs> had sex with me, but thanks for putting me down. I appreciate that. I really, thanks for taking the time to mention that. I just wanted to make sure you knew. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I won't have sex with Aria either, but that's just because she's not my type. <laughs> not well, Tim. I won't bring that up and make that call right now. That's the sure way to do it. Let's leave a little mis uh, mystery in our lives. <laughs> yeah, whether or not you're going to have sex with Aria. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> that's a beautiful thing. I, like, I flirt with gay men all the time. <laughs> I, I'm not... And I do not cross the line where I'm just a cock tease. Like, I, I know... Like, I do go and be like, dude... I'm enjoying our conversation, and I want you to know that this is not something that's going to lead anywhere, but I'm still going to continue talking to you, 
I live in Lake Worth, or I operate in Lake Worth. There are, and gay, older gay men are the fucking most aggressive fucking things on the planet. Like, you think the college bro is the aggressive alpha man? Like, go flirt with a gay man, he's a young boy. <laughs> they, were, don't far. they are, yeah. I've been propositioned with money, with drugs, with like, yeah. I, I've been scared for my safety, and I, and again, regrettably, can relate to females. Uh, plight of the world, and this is something you re- I hope you appreciate, both of you. Um, the the analogy of a woman in life is the that they're always being harassed by homeless people for change, but it's sex. You know, the guy that waits outside Publix, it's you got a dollar, can I have some change? No, I always tell them no. I don't say I don't have it. The answer is no. You ask me a question. But if you had that person following you around every waking moment, but instead of asking for change, they're asking for your body. Like every second there, there's a guy coming up to you saying, hey, babe, let me try to have sex with you. Because that, that really kind of put it into perspective for me to understand what you're going through. Because I've experienced it, like I said, with, like a, with gay men. But that's not my life. I don't have women hounding me on, on, yet. Um, but the celebrity is still pretty good for me. I, yeah, it's, it's right. the best thing that happened in my dating world is to you know become whatever pseudo kind of famous in my little bubble of world. But uh, it's ridiculous. I, mean, I tell girls on the comic now, and a lot of times it's just like, <laughs> yeah. like the floodgates open. I'm like, are you serious? Like that's all I do. I should have been doing this years ago. Right? Like, <laughs> like followed my dreams and had passion about something. Yeah, I should have followed my dreams and it worked better. Yeah, that's yeah. why he started comedy so he can put a picture of it on his Tinder. <laughs> It was the very first joke I said. I was like, I'm not even here for anything. I'm just here for the Tinder photos. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's about, man. Like, but uh. like I let comics into my show for free and anyone that knows. And the, the bouncer's like, how do I know if they're a comic? They said, tell them both their Facebook. If their picture isn't them on stage, they're not a comic. <laughs> like, that's the, they, everyone has that picture as their profile picture. It's, that's funny. It's yeah. not my Facebook profile picture, but that is my dating profile picture. <laughs> exactly. Pull up your dating profile. Yeah. Pull up any one of your photo galleries. It's there. You want stage. Exactly. You have, you're you, readily accessible. There's like. something that you're going to have available to yeah. prove that you're a comic. Oh, here's a TikTok. Of me doing it. Yeah, it's like, look, let's be real about it. God, TikTok has been amazing for comedy. I, I'm uh, These kids and their apps. I don't do TikTok, and I should, and like I didn't do Instagram for a while because I was just not fighting it out of fear or anything. I just didn't want another fucking thing, uh, and I don't want to put my art out there yet. But with TikTok, people are like you should make a TikTok and tell your jokes. I'm like, I don't have that many jokes, and once you put it on TikTok, you lose that joke because you lose the mystery, you lose the surprise. You can tell a joke twice to the same person. The second time is never going to be as good. It's you're chasing the dragon, the joke dragon. It's the same thing with magic. Magic, yeah. yeah. Or tell some. Oh, my fucking dad used to. I used to show him how to do my tricks because as a kid I was always seeking validation because I had yeah. issues. And I learned magic and jokes are ways to invoke a reaction in people that is like impressed and happy and like like you sought, you achieved acknowledgement. And I had a very like you know. Uh, Whatever. Uh, so he used to, I'd show him a trick, he'd be impressed, I'd show him how he was done, and then I would do it for someone else, he's like, oh yeah, he's got it in his sleeve. I'm like, you son of a bitch. So I won't show him tricks anymore. Yeah. You fucking asshole. 
like uh, like and that's the worst thing like while you're saying a punchline they've heard it already and they finish your joke for you I'll, I'll fucking stab someone like, I, like I, I'm not a violent person nobody's ever seen me get mad in the recent past but like someone memed one of my jokes I don't know if they memed it I don't know if it was parallel thinking but I had a whole screenshot in conversation that one of my very favorite jokes that I genuinely thought up was memed and if someone hears me say a joke that I and then they go oh I saw that meme I'm like, no, that was me. And, I, and it was a comic that posted the meme. Oh. And I don't know the comic. I, they may have seen me perform, and I don't have the, the proof that they did it, or they could have just found a funny meme and heard it, and it's fine. And I don't know what to do. Like, I let it go, but if you steal a joke from me and I genuinely did it, I will. That's like phew, different kind of. No, I'm with yeah. you. And but it's like. Is, but I get it, like, what you were saying with, like, the parallel thinking and everything, but, like, it, it, recognize it. Yeah. And, like, at least, you know, if somebody brings it up, you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel bad. I've, I've said jokes that, like, other people have similar, like, um, you're, I'm from Jersey. I said, like, I, when I go to Jersey to perform, we'd be like, I just flew up from Florida, and boy, are my rights to bear arms tired. <laughs> and then I said that to someone. I was excited about that joke, and they're like, oh, um. I, I forgive me if it's the wrong name, but they're like, "Oh, Dan Long has that same joke." I'm like, "Oh, I'm not going to use it." Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear him say it, or maybe I think it might have been Dan Castle, Dan Long, whatever. One of the other comics in my circle. Maybe I heard them say it in a peripheral, like I was having a conversation. I heard it, and then that night I went home and I thought about it. I don't know, but I'm not going to use that joke because of that fact. Like it's over. I'm the goose that lays the golden eggs. Yeah. I'm, that's one of the golden eggs. Take it. Exactly. And that's, that's, that's why I've stopped listening to... I like how this has just devolved with the comedy uh, yeah. talk. I know, right? We got to the really <laughs> twisted... It's like, what kind of twisted shit do you like? Let's bitch about Let's comedy. talk about comedy yeah. problems. Yeah. <laughs> the real shit. We're getting to the end, so I think this is well, a, a great time to wrap it up. Yeah. But, um, no, it's just always interesting seeing... like that, That's why I've stopped listening to comedy. Yeah. Because I don't want to listen to something and then a week later be like, oh, this would be a funny joke. And mm -hmm. then I write it. Somebody's like, oh, Nick Thune said that. It's like, oh, yeah, fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we could bitch about comedy off the air because people yeah. came for sex. And I don't mind ending it, or we could, we could pull it back. I got this. Like, We're at an hour and a half. Perfect. I think we pull it back right yeah, now. I I but, uh,. Gaetano, thank you so much. This has been an awesome conversation, man. This is my first podcast. <laughs> That's, I'm an otter, man. I'm like, I'm otter. You my cherry. Yes. You got to pop a cherry on your chest. Oh, my God. That's it. You know, I just eventually want to have, a, like, a 10-minute break at some point where I get a blowjob. Like, yeah. if that happens, I've aced well, this we've podcast. Well, established it's not going to be It's not me. us. Yeah, you've lost that. Hey, I said sex. A blowjob? Oh, is a blowjob sex? No. What's your level? Okay, so blowjobs are just like a handshake. It's yeah. Like I mean, like, I don't want, like, if I'm, like, in an exclusive relationship, that's not on the table with For, strangers. <laughs> Mm -hmm. For you or for them? For the ah, you almost heard him say for them only. Uh, I, thought, I thought he meant something else for blowjobs for me from them. And I was oh, like, no, 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 it's no. like that's always on the table. Yeah. Mostly on the floor, in the bed, on the yeah, couch, anywhere. Like every piece of furniture in this house, except for that table, has had sex on it. Yeah, I always like to bring that up for Aria. Yeah. And then when we do it on other people's houses, I ask, hoping that the couch that she's sitting on, somebody's had sex in. <laughs> But Gaetano, um, do you have anything to plug? Um, well, I don't know when this is going to be released, but Wednesday, Tuesday, Tuesday? okay, so tomorrow night, 
Um, Propaganda's having Shots at Love, hosted by Ryan Minucci, a good friend of mine. He's going to be speed dating, and I think they picked him for the emphasis on speed. Um, <laughs> that's really what I'm bitter about. Um, but no, I'm happy for him. I, he's doing great. He's one of my part of my crew. I hope that you become. And we get I'd love there. to. Yeah. yeah, like this is a family kind of thing. We're we're in this together. It's not just me. The scum comedy, scum as you are, all are welcome is the tagline because it's true. Everyone's welcome in my life as long as you're positive and you're equal. We're scum. You're scum. I'm scum. You don't have any kind of uh, authority or power over anybody. And I have to catch myself sometimes, but. I definitely don't try to have an ego about what I am or who I am. Like you're, you're happy that I Gaetano is here. I'm like, who the fuck am I? I but if that makes you feel good, I'm honored that I, I am this at this point. I'm happy to share this time. Thank you for having me. Like, I mean, it's it, long, I, it felt great that I knew this was going to be good for me and good for like, or or who yeah. knows? It could be the worst podcast you've ever done. No, and we'll see what we'll see what how it turns out in life. But I really enjoyed sharing these things that I had a platform to share. Yeah, this isn't like bar conversation that I just bullshit. I'm not calling grandma to talk about this. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, you know, I gotta. Yeah. The, the way that I've always, you know, it, it is a podcast, but it's really more of an interview of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so, like, we don't talk that much, and when we do, it's just more interjections than yeah. anything else. But, like, because I just, it's the truest way to learn about somebody mm-hmm. is just let them talk. Yeah. And that's what we're doing right Free now. Free form. There's, there's a structure, but it's not it's not a requirement. We could we go off on tangents and bring it right back. These questions are simple. You gave me a little rundown of what they're going to be, so I knew what I was expecting, some of them, and I had a little bit prepared, but some of it's on the fly. I love the structure. I wish Thank you the best on this. Thank you so much. And I, yeah, man, yeah, this is good. We'd love to have you back on, man. And no matter what, we're gonna, we should go out, go do things. Oh, fuck yeah. Everyone's invited. Keep in touch. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you, Aria, do you have anything to plug right now? Uh, follow me on TikTok at Aria Stand Up Comedy. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Dating Tales and Mating Fails. And email us at datingtalesandmatingfails at gmail.com. If you have a dating app profile you'd like us to take a look at, we'll give you a critique. And you can catch me at uh, my Instagram, Trace Rossi. And I will be at Bumblefest this Saturday performing with the therapy sessions at 8 p.m. And guys, as always, I just want to say, like, you mean the world to us. Every time that we get up and get to do this and get to really put these views out and let people know that this is something that's happening, it it means a lot. It, it, just having you guys there as somebody on the other side of this, coming in and listening and being a part of it, it, it it's beautiful. It's, uh, it's life and it's what makes it worth doing. And I just want to say thank you guys. And... Go on with your weeks and just kick ass. And the last thing I want you to do is ask yourself, what did I do today that made me proud? Anyway, y'all have a wonderful day. Bye.